Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Joining you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, this is Father Stosh Daly. Let me get my name out there for all of you guys to know who I am. Uh, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson here live in the radio. Good, good morning. morning, Father. We're ready. Now we're back off to a good start. Let's begin as we begin our uh, hour this first Friday of the month with the daily offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, as we highlighted before the hour went live, and all the tongue twisters began, we are in a huge month, the month of June, month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we begin this month of June with this first Friday, which is a, a, a rare blessing that the first day of the month is also the first Friday, we're going to go back and recover what the actual mission of this hour is and what the uh, mission of Sacred Heart Columbus is. Chuck, why don't you lead us into explaining who we are and what we're about? Sure. Well, it's a lay apostolate. Um, so Father Stosh Daly is our spiritual director. And let me just share a little bit of our mission statement. The mission of Sacred Heart Columbus is to promote devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus throughout the Diocese of Columbus. This mission is primarily accomplished through the efforts of our missionaries to promote the practice of enthroning and honoring the Sacred Heart of Jesus in homes, parishes, schools, organizations, and businesses. And Father, we've been blessed in the last six months to continue to witness enthronements as missionaries, and we have approximately 40 teams. And with those teams going out, we bring everything, and we always tell those it's two parts. The first part is the preparation part, and the second part is the enthronement part. They're a week apart. And every home today, hopefully those listening, if you have enthroned, the, the, the message behind the enthronement is you have to continue to honor and talk about mm-hmm. that, Father, ways that they can honor. We'll do that in a moment. And then if you haven't, then it's the expose and honoring of the Sacred Heart. But for those, we do have people on the phones this morning, 614-459-4820 for you to call in. Any questions, register for a home enthronement, a business enthronement, school enthronement. Um, we're really blessed mm-hmm. to have three high schools now that have been enthroned. And Hartley will be the fourth. Um, and we have certainly K through eight schools. We have a couple in the fall. Uh, and we've been blessed with eight K through eight schools uh, with the enthronement. And I think this month really speaks like this is the time, the sacred heart. And um, Father, as we were talking yesterday, um, we don't go off call during the summer. Like, <laughs> no, we're always on duty. We're always on duty. We're ready. We're yeah. ready for the enthronement. We don't take vacations. We're 24 hours, seven days a week. 
And you know, you highlighted how we bring, or our focus is to bring the Sacred Heart into homes, into businesses, and into schools. But over the past few weeks and few months, there's been this renewed push, guided by the Holy Spirit, to even increase our presence through social media. Things that I don't even understand for the age I have, which is, I'd like to think, rather young. But (laughs) we're out there everywhere, you know, and uh, we're really gaining a presence with uh, things such as Facebook and Twitter, if you do that. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram and all that stuff. So that you know, we're tr- we're here to make sure the presence of our Lord's Sacred Heart is everywhere. And if you're listening, you're automatically participating with us in getting the Lord's Sacred Heart once again at the center of life. Whether you're in your car, whether you're in your kitchen, whether at your office, whether you're listening to this live off of the computer. By the mere fact you're joining us, you have this opportunity to join with us in making sure that the Lord's Sacred Heart is at the center of our life, at the center of our reality. You know, Joanne, what are some of the things you come to your mind as you're Well, Father, I was in? just wondering, because I'm really also kind of slow with this whole <laughs> new technical world, but if they went to sacredheartcolumbus.org, would that be a first step? Or, um, if you know, know how to turn the computer on, yeah, that's the first <laughs> yeah. step. You know? There are those mornings where I'm thinking, what? But yeah, the website itself is filled with information. And beautiful graphics yeah. and really more information. So we really do and, and encourage that. And they can also that. sign up for an enthronement. Yeah. And our mission is really to bring Jesus into homes and into these other facilities. But let's talk about families today, Father. Why do they need Jesus and a little bit of your experience when you were at St. Michael's. So, Well, I guess we could all say for me personally, it began at St. Michael's, you know, mm-hmm. about nine years ago. Um, but, you know, I mean, the greatest uh, invitation that occurred was when a married couple came asking for help for their marriage. And then it kind of snow it did snowball into other families uh, who had children in the school that I was privileged to work with and, uh, you know, take particular lessons and teaching. And uh, there was that hunger, that hunger that was present in families, that hunger that was present in souls for um, for more. And, you know, I'm thinking uh, there's a beautiful uh, cause for canonization out there for a Mother Luisita. And she had this quote. She'd always say to everyone, remember, you were born for more. You were born for greater mm-hmm. things. And we have that hunger. Each one of us has that hunger for that which we were made. Each one of us has that hunger for that which uh, God wants us to be able to satisfy ourselves on. And one of those things is himself, the Lord's sacred heart. And as we enter into this month of June, you know, I'm just asking you to consider making a sincere and devout prayer to the Sacred Heart, your own prayer, Uh, finding an image of Jesus' heart with the heart exposed so that you can have that intimacy with Jesus that he wants to have with you so he can bring to your soul the completion that you have a hunger for. You know, I don't, there aren't many of us, there isn't any of us who's walking around saying, I'm perfect, I'm completely whole, I have everything I need on the outside and on the inside. And this gives us that opportunity this month of June this month of June gives us the opportunity to bring his heart into our own so that we can have a taste of that completion, so we can have a taste of that satisfaction and you know, to make Father, peace I just in our think homes. This is such a difficult time and for many families dealing with, um, you know, all the issues today in the culture and just raising children, just making the ends meet. Sure. So why wouldn't you want to have that extra help? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want more Right. And because our Lord loved us so much, that's why he appeared to St. Margaret Mary. That's why he gave his promises. Absolutely. And he makes good on his promises. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't forget. <laughs> he, doesn't he does not forget. forget. In his mercy, he remembers. Yeah, he remembers his love. And maybe, Father, we can share a couple of those promises because we might have some listeners out there 
They're saying, what are these promises? Well, first of all, this was Jesus instructing St. Margaret Mary. Right, right. That I want my heart to be exposed and honor in every home. Yeah, it wasn't made by any of us. No. (laughs) Made by the Lord. Authored by the Lord. (laughs) And would you say it's gone dormant a little bit, this devotion, a little bit in the last couple decades? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I, well, I think, you know, as we've seen the cultural wars pick up, you know, we Catholic Christians should have been really clinging to the Lord all that much more. And instead, a lot of us got caught up in the noise of the world. A lot of us got caught up in the fast pace of the world. And we lost the source of strength, the source of our stability. And now we find the Holy Spirit is bringing the attention of so many people back to Jesus. He's bringing the attention back to his heart. He wants each of our homes to be that bastion of prayer, you know, that place that is anointed. You know, we all think of places where we've gone and we just experience the peace. We experience the presence of the Lord. Well, that place is supposed to be our homes. But for most of us, our home is the last place where we have that peace. And that's exactly the first place we're supposed to have it. You know, when we wake up, there's not supposed to be that regret of, well, I mean, life is a gift. So if we wake up in the morning, that home where we wake up, that should be the place of peace. And there's a consolation when you pass the picture the statue, the image, there's a consolation to say, we have enthroned our home. Absolutely. We belong to Jesus. We belong to Jesus. We belong to Jesus. And when there's a problem to go and to say, Jesus, we trust in you, help us. Mm -hmm. There is a new awareness. There is, there's something new when you enthrone your home. And I think it just gives us great hope. And that's what Jesus came for is to be able to St. Margaret Mary, to be able to say, I can no longer hold my love inside. Exactly. My, yeah. my heart is exploding, but what's happening is it's not being returned. Yeah. And that's our job. Mm-hmm. And our that's, job is to return the love. It is to return the love. And, you know, I think as we look at the promises and maybe we each one pick one, I just like number two. I will give peace to their families. Chuck, you always have to take the good one. I know. Yeah, well, I leave something say, for us, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly, Bob. That's why I go first. That's why I go first. <laughs> okay, fine. Joanne, go for the seconds. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have to... Oh, the second one is good, too. Well, you said the peace. Yes. I'm going to say I will give them all the graces necessary for their state one. in yeah. life. Powerful. Because, you know, really, when you have the graces, one follows the other. And we need those graces today. We need the discernment today. We need the guidance and the presence, you know, and the encouragement. You know, I people sometimes, especially our meetings, will say, Father, what's your favorite promise? And it's like, I, I, I don't have a favorite promise. They're all, I mean, they're all wonder. They're all from the Lord. How am I yeah. supposed to choose? I mean, okay, as a priest, I should probably say that the 10th promise that Jesus makes, at least as they're commonly numbered, oh, yes. you know, I will give priests the power to touch the most hardened of hearts. But you know, the one that really speaks to me is the one that is twinned. And it's mm-hmm. the one where Jesus says, tepid souls shall become fervent. And the next one, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. And I love that because people always say, what, and what's a tepid soul? You know, I always use the mm-hmm. analogy of you take a pot of water and it, you just, it's just a pot of water, you know? And you're thinking, well, how do you cook with just a pot of water? You need to boil. You know, you need to get the heat in there. You need to get to warm up. And kill the germs. Preferably. Yeah. Yes. That's always yeah. important. <laughs> so, 
you know, the, the Lord takes that pot of water and he gets it to boil. He's taking a tepid soul and he's making it fervent. And then you take that boiling water and what happens? Well, you got to watch it because it evaporates. And that's exactly what happens. The Lord meets us where we are and he gets us to where we need to be. And that, you know, sometimes I wake up and I am that tepid mm. pot of water. It's like, Lord, you've got to be God. <laughs> I know. As difficult as it is. That's that a imagine. great image you're sharing. We, we wake up and we're just kind of like is. another day. Or like today you walk mm. out and it's hot, it's humid, it's thick. Well, what's your first response? My hair. <laughs> what about <laughs> Jesus as Lord? You know, I'm going to win this day. I'm going to do something great. I'm going to allow the Lord to do it through me. And it's that focus of making sure that he is the center of the moment. He is the center of the hour. He is the center of the day. And how do we make him the center of time? Well, by bringing him into our homes. You know, Father Matteo, a beautiful priest, you know, he saw the need in the breakdown of the Christian family many, many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. And he saw that breakdown and he said, you know, in order for the family to survive, they need Jesus at the center. And so he started working hard to make this simple image of what today we call the sacred heart of Jesus, the center of the family home. And we have found in our own awesome area of faith where we live, we found that renewed excitement and vigor to make the heart of Christ the center of who we are, where we are, and when we're there. And I know, Father, on session two... Um, you're going to be really talking about the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. Right, because of the month of June, yeah. Mm-hmm. the month of June and the beautiful connection. It's not like they're separate. No, not no. at all. When you receive <laughs> no, Jesus, you're receiving his heart. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And exactly. when we're home, it's just an extension of receiving his heart. Yeah. And I know there's always this question, I don't know whether I want missionaries to come into my house. <laughs> ah. yeah, it's true. What are, the, yeah. what are the barriers out there? And I'm just challenging all of you to certainly give us a call this morning. Because when we come in, we just go to a room. Right. We're not We're not there to inspect the floor. It's not the parade of homes. It's not the parade of homes. It's not the parade of rooms. Okay. No. And, and why do we bring Mary with us, Father? That's always a question people have. Why do you bring Mary? Well, look at how we entered into the month of June. What was yesterday? Well, it was the visitation, the feast of the visitation. So wherever Our Lady goes, she brings Jesus, you know? And uh, yesterday we celebrated that great and beautiful feast day of how Our Lady went to visit Elizabeth. And I love it how Elizabeth doesn't say the child in my womb leaped for joy because he knew there was another baby in the room. She says, at the sound of your voice, the child in my womb leaped for joy. So what does that mean? The voice of Mary automatically communicates the presence of Jesus. That is powerful. I'll copyright it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's true. So if we bring Our Lady into our lives, she communicates the presence of Christ in a way that no one else can because she's full of grace. Okay, and those are the words of Scripture, not Father. So if you're struggling Mm -hmm. with, like, the place of Mary in the life of the Christian, got two areas Mm -hmm. to consider. The words from the beginning of Luke's Gospel, which begin with, Hail Mary. You know, that's straight, mm-hmm. straight from Scripture. And also, the words of Jesus himself while he's hanging on the cross, Behold your mother. What more do you need? Hail Mary and behold your mother. You know, she's full of grace. So whenever she's present, she communicates the presence of Jesus through her voice, through her prayers. And so we bring her into our homes in this process of making the Lord's sacred heart at the center of our lives, which we call the enthronement. So we have that presence of Mary there so that she's always communicating to us how best to open our minds and our hearts to her son, who is Jesus. And then we have that heart 
of his own that we are then to make our own. But we, don't, we never lose that presence of the one who most effectively communicates the presence. Because as we highlighted earlier, Chuck and Joanne, it's not enough to just bring him into our home. We don't make him a prisoner. Mm-hmm. We bring him into our homes so that he can transform our lives so that we are his missionaries. And then as we go out of our homes, we have purpose. We have meaning. We have an experience and we have a vision of how to live life. You know, the one who loves Jesus, the one who makes his sacred heart the center of their home, they know how to survive suffering. It doesn't mean that they enjoy it, but they know how to survive it because they've got his heart at the center of their experience and they view life as the way Jesus views it. And they walk with Mary. You know, so if you're struggling with loneliness out there, if you're alone, mm-hmm. or if you if you got a crazy, hectic schedule waiting for you today on this Friday, or if you're looking at June, you're thinking, these three people are ridiculously excited for the month of June, <laughs> and I've got, like, deadlines, graduation mm-hmm. parties, you know, I've got to move. Okay, you need Jesus the most then, because the more we have ahead of us, the more we need his grace to accomplish it and to be victorious. And and have the peace. And I think oh, so absolutely. often you mentioned that about families today. A lot of that peace has been taken away within the family. It's been robbed. Yeah. By technology mm-hmm. most of all. You I know? agree. And crazy, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy chaotic schedules have robbed families of their peace. And uh, so if you're listening, 614-459-4820, give us a call or go on sacredheartcolumbus.org. And uh, there's a lot of information. Uh, You certainly can register either way. But we're challenging you the month, and we're going to get into this Feast Father. We better explain what this is at a very special Mass coming up, too. You know, at the beginning, Chuck's like, you need to up your game, Father. (laughs) (laughs) I've already talked to (laughs) Misters. I can barely talk now. What do you mean, up my game? (laughs) No, Father, your game has been up. I'm in awe. Yeah. But, but I think for those that are coming into this month, it's a great month to really say, our Lord gave us this devotion. Absolutely. He gave us yeah, the promises. Sure. And it's not yeah. like he said, well, it, it, you could receive them or not receive them. No, just expose the sacred heart out of the sacred exactly. heart. Exactly. That's always asking. I mean, Jesus doesn't say, well, for those of you who might want a nice path, I'm going to ask you to walk with me. And he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He doesn't say, now you have a variety of options on this freeway system to get to where you want to go. And I'm just one of those roads. No, he says, I am the way. I and am the way. he just wants you to begin. Just one step. Just, just begin. Open up the door. Literally open up the door to the missionaries. Yeah. Allow them to be an instrument to bring Jesus into your home and the Blessed Mother in a new way. And let him work. Right. And it is a process. It's not an overnight. No. And, you know, sometimes because when our Lord comes, some things have to go. And so, therefore, um, oftentimes things are made known, revealed, which, again, is a gift. But, you know, it's a process. First about ourselves. Exactly. You know, how many of us think, exactly. oh, I know how to pray. I know how to do mm-hmm. the rosary. And then we start doing it in the process of making Jesus the center of our home as king, mm-hmm. brother, and friend. And we're thinking, oh, man, I don't know if I can do these prayers. Well, that's just, it's basically the Lord shining a light saying, okay, I need a little bit more effort here. I need a little bit more love here. I need a little bit more presence here. And we look at his heart. We consider his heart. We look at how much the Lord's given to us. He's given us everything. And all he wants from us is ourselves. That's all. And again, Father, let's talk a little bit now about the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus going to be celebrated on June 8th. A week from today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Week from today. A week from today. And 
this has been set aside in the church for years, right? Yes, oh yeah. In fact, the celebration of the Sacred Heart, the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart, was called for by the Lord himself uh, when he first really started to make known his incredible love through those apparitions in France when he was meeting with and speaking to uh, then-sister, now St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. You know, and so today's celebration of the first Friday of the month of June, a week from today, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, you know, there's, if you're thinking, I just don't have anything to do, well, live your faith. (laughs) I mean, there's always something going on. So you got first Friday, a week from today, the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. And, you know, really, it's a powerful opportunity to go to Holy Mass, to go to confession, to receive Jesus Christ in Holy Communion, and make a gift of that Holy Communion to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going to offer the graces of this Holy Communion in reparation for those who don't know you, who don't love you, who don't serve you. I do know you, love you, and serve you, and I'm going to stand in their presence now and love you in their name. Hmm, and our Lord, our Lord has set this day aside, and what we are doing is we're having a special Mass down at uh, Holy Family Church on 584 West Broad Street. Um, it's going to be Friday night, June the 8th at 7 o'clock. We're going to start the rosary about 6.30. Yep. And then after the Mass, we're going to have the Litany of the Sacred Heart. Uh, Father Stas Daly will be the Mass celebrant. And it's really everyone is invited. If you've been thrown, it's a great time to renew your enthronement. Oh, absolutely. If yeah. you're considering the enthronement, it's a great time to come. And just to be in the presence of our Lord in that discernment you're making, and if you're just a parishioner out there, yeah, just, just come. come. Absolutely, it's open for everyone. And if there's if there's Holy Mass offered in your parish church on that Friday, go. You know, give witness to the Lord that you love Him, and give witness to those who are there at the Mass. That you know, I don't. I'm not able to normally go to this Mass on Fridays, but this is the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. You know, and just bask in the glory of the Lord. Allow the Lord to love you. Accept His love. And to return that love through offering up those graces. You know, this is a month where we show love to so many with our graduates. And Mm -hmm. and this time of year is a time of celebration. But what better way to celebrate than the love of the Lord? It's true. And and I'll tell you, I love our church. We're always celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Always a party. There's always a party. Yes, there is. Well, and I'm thinking, of you know, just Mm -hmm. over... As we're having this hour, I'm thinking over the past uh, nine years, just all of the different faces of people that I've been able to walk with as they brought the mm-hmm. sacred art into their homes, you know, and if any of them are listening right now, or as I'm listening to this program, I'm thinking, you know, this is the perfect month for them to renew their oh, enthronement. Yes, Father. You know, some of these families that I first began working mm-hmm. with, that was nine years ago. Uh, and this is the perfect month for them to just renew that enthronement. And whether you did it nine years ago Nine months ago, nine weeks ago. You know, the month of June is the time to renew that enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And when we come, we leave a manual or two, however many they, and there are beautiful prayers of renewal of the covenant in the back that can be used for birthdays, for times of celebration, or just times when you need it. Absolutely. Or, or the, you can do your own. Or the feast day of the Sacred Heart. Right. Feast day Every of the first Sacred Friday, Heart. the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. If you have a move coming up or you just accomplished mm-hmm. a move, I mean, there's a variety of opportunities where we can just ask the Lord, okay, Lord, make yourself known in this place, in this moment, with this soul. You know, Father, Beautiful. as we talk about a lot of celebration, we've also had a celebration within our diocese this year. I know. 
five huge. priests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the 150th year of our diocese, Bishop Campbell ordained five new priests. Mm. I mean, the Lord is blessing Praise us. Praise the Lord. You know, and they're, pray that these priests, mm-hmm. these beautiful priests, these uh, wonderful very uh, enthusiastic young men will be priests of the heart, after the heart of Jesus Christ, you know, and they will share that love of the Lord with the faithful uh, and with the flock. You know, and they're going to be scattered mm-hmm. all over the 23 counties. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is proof of um, the Lord's response to our prayers for priests and for good priests. You know, and we pray for the bishop and we pray for these five new priests, you know, and that many more young men will follow their path to be uh, shepherds of the sacred heart. And our bishop, uh, thankfully, consecrated our diocese. Yes, he renewed that. In a formal way to the Sacred Heart. So this, I believe this is also part of the graces from that effort. Well, and I think as we look at this month, and we look at this month of the Heart of Jesus, the challenge also is the families. As you now, today could be the last day for a lot of the schools oh yeah Catholic schools oh, yeah. public schools if you listen quietly you can hear right. everyone screaming with joy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and monday will be a new day in a household absolutely mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think the biggest challenge today in families is don't leave jesus out right yeah the sacred heart keeps jesus in the home and what we have noticed at our home is we have the image and as you say, Father, we didn't tuck it away in the closet. <laughs> yes. What do you say? Good. Put it out to where most well, everyone's going to see Actually, we have yeah. several. Yeah, we you do. You don't have, need uh, just to have one image. Yeah, yeah you can have several. <laughs> but it's a great way to stop mm-hmm. when you're going by the image and say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I, I'm unemployed today. I need to trust in you even greater. Or I have a health problem today. Right. Or my child is left the church uh, every day, it's a reminder within your home that now he is the king, brother, and friend Absolutely. of that house. Yeah. You know, when I was in seminary uh, a while ago, <laughs> our rector, before we How leave, many years ago? Uh, uh, did, you, did you just celebrate a special <laughs> yes, anniversary? Very happily. So 10 years of priest, praise God. Thank you, Father. For, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Father. The rector would always tell us, you know, as we were leaving seminary for the summer, you don't take a vacation from your vocation. Hmm. You know, so the Lord has called you to be priest. So as you enter into the summer break from seminary, you don't take a break from that vocation to be a priest. But we're all called to a vocation of holiness. We're all called to be holy. So there's no taking a vacation from our path to holiness. Okay, things change. Yeah, jobs change. Uh, School year and then summer break. You know, so and we all have our time where we have our blowups and our letdowns and everything else. In reality, there's not supposed to be a vacation from your vocation to holiness. We don't take, we're not supposed to take a vacation from the Lord. He is our all in all. And if you're taking a break away from your all in all, that means you're nothing and nothing. It's really the opposite. When you have a time of relaxation, that's the time where you can focus more on the Lord. Yeah. Get a book, you know, an inspiring book or a book of the life of a saint or you know, just anything that right. helps you come closer to the Lord. It's a time of renewal and refreshment. Why not renew and refresh a relationship with the Lord? Absolutely. No, I think as we continue to uh, close this first session, you know, I think for all of you that are listening, our challenge is go ahead. Don't hesitate. Because I think it's, it's the darkness that sometimes says, I, I'm not worthy of it. 
if you have put your name in and you haven't heard from us, the missionaries, put it in again. Right. Call don't this give number. Up. No, don't, don't give up. Don't We're give volunteers. Up. Six, call this number, uh-huh. 614-459-4820. And our hope is this summer that if we're not hearing from you, we're going to be calling more. Because we know the urgency today. Everybody yeah. needs Jesus. Think of those beautiful words of John Paul II. Open wide the doors to Christ. Mm. You know? And that's what we're asking you to do. Open Perfect. wide your front door to Jesus to bring his sacred heart into your home, into your school, into your car, into your soul, into your heart. But the thing is, only you can open that door. We don't open the door for you. We'll walk through it <laughs> once you open it, but only you can open that door. So we ask you, you know, just to acknowledge who you are and who he is, and then accept everything he wants to offer to you through his heart. Father, we talked about closing and maybe doing the prayer of consecration. Sure, absolutely. The renewal. To invite all of you who are listening to join us as we uh, enter into that renewal of our own consecration to the Sacred Heart and uh, to really make him once again the center of our lives. And if you have done the renewal, we ask you to join with us in prayer through spirit. And if you haven't already enthroned the Lord's Sacred Heart in your life, uh, to you know, join us with these words and to start to take that first step, you know? So we begin by saying, Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families during this night and help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 Holy Family Church and the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart invite those who have had their homes enthroned, parishioners of the Diocese of Columbus, and friends of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to join in the celebration of the annual Feast of the Most Sacred Heart, Friday, June 8th at 7 p.m., Holy Family Church, 584 West Broad Street, Columbus. The Mass celebrant will be Father Stosh Daly. That's Friday, June 8th, Holy Family Church at 7 p.m. Dr. Anthony Casey, president of the Catholic Medical Association of Central Ohio, is welcoming new patients at COPC Family Medicine North Office in Upper Arlington. Dr. Anthony Casey, interests include family medicine, infertility, and mental health care. National surveys indicate that after 25 years in the priesthood, 94% of all priests reported they are very happy in their vocation. Happy now, heaven forever. Can it get any better? If you know a young man who might be open to discerning a vocation to the priesthood, encourage him to pray about it and talk to a seminarian or priest about their journey or call the Diocesan Office of Vocations to learn more. Seek holiness. Answer God's call. For more information on vocations, visit faceforwardcolumbus.com. Brian Muha Memorial Golf Outing, Saturday, July 21st at the Bentry Golf Club four-man scramble. Men, women, and young people, 14 years and older, are welcome. All proceeds go to the Brian Muha Memorial Foundation and Run the Race Club. Donation $160 per player includes green fees, range balls, continental breakfast, banquet, 
and awards with prizes for the top four teams. Details online at brianmuhoffoundation.org. This year marks the 50th anniversary of Humanae Vitae, and the Couple to Couple League is celebrating with a two-day family conference in Cincinnati, Ohio. Join their Families Become What You Are event, July 6th through 7th, and hear dynamic speakers including Janet Smith, Christopher West, Damon Owens, and Father Nathan Cromley. The event includes childcare, a Spanish track, daily mass, free time to explore Cincinnati, a family concert, and talent show. Sponsored by CCL and the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. More information at cclconvention.com. McCulla Speech Therapy helps children and families communicate in an independent and functional manner, helping children speak clearly, follow directions, and engage socially. McCoolaspeechtherapy.com. That's M-I-K-U-L-A speechtherapy.com. Welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Joining you in this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, this is Father Stosh Daly with Chuck and John Wilson coming live to you over St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we begin this second segment of our hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, we wish to keep in mind our Holy Father, Pope Francis's intentions that he entrusts to us for prayer. So let us pray for the intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, as we turn to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ once again. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 You know, Father, um, we just had a call, and uh, the question was, are we going to have a display at the Feast of the Sacred Heart Mass on June the 8th at 7 o'clock? Great question. Where people could sign up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll we'll have that in the back of the church. We'll have the cards there. We'll have um, the display of the images and the traveling uh, statue of Our Lady of Fatima. So you can see exactly what the missionaries and the manuals and the manuals. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a week from today, a week from today, we'll have the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. We'll have a special mass offered at 7 p.m. at Holy Family Church in downtown Columbus. And for those of you who can come and would like to learn more about the learn more about the Sacred Heart, I should say, and gain more information about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, we will have information there available for you. And we'll have missionaries there able to answer any questions you may have and present. Now, Father, you have the most beautiful statue of the Sacred Heart in your church. Is that something that was there originally, or did you, you know, oh, the one up in the there? high altar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that goes back to the very first day of the church, 140 years ago, 141 oh, years ago. Yeah, it that was just life size. Yeah, and he's life late too. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, we're very blessed to have the Lord's Sacred Heart at the center of that of the Holy Family Church, and so we sincerely invite all of you. Out there who have done the enthronement, if you're looking for an opportunity to renew your enthronement or to attend Holy Mass on the solemnity, uh, and let's say you're working during the day and there's no opportunity to go to Mass because of your work schedule, Mass at 7 p.m., come down, join us for the the Mass as we are celebrating the solemnity of the Sacred Heart in this month of June, uh, June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And we're like in this marathon stretch here. We begin today, the 1st Mm -hmm. of June, which is also the first Friday of the month. 
The first Friday is always dedicated to the Sacred Heart. This weekend, we celebrate the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We enter into the celebration of gratitude for Jesus giving himself to us in the Holy Eucharist. What is Eucharist? Eucharist comes from the Greek word Eucharistia, Thanksgiving. So to participate in the Holy Mass, to participate in that gift he makes of himself to us, we have the opportunity to give thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for the gift that God makes of himself to us. And that reality that he doesn't want to just stay in the church. Jesus doesn't want to stay a prisoner of the tabernacle. He wants to Mm -hmm. enter into our hearts. He wants to enter into our souls. And he wants to enter into our homes. And this is where we have this powerful Mm. and this life-giving connection. The reality, the sacramental reality of our Lord Jesus in the tabernacle is made present to us in that artistic rendering of his heart that we have in our home. You know, and in every Eucharistic miracle throughout the ages, there's always been an unmistakably profound declaration of the connection between the Eucharist that we receive in Mass and the heart that was pierced out of love for us. Whether it's the changing of the host into the heart muscle tissue, whether it's the pouring forth of the precious blood that's later revealed as human blood that came forth from a heart. And they always point towards the heart of a man in his early 30s who underwent a lot of stress, Mm. uh, a lot of torment, you know. His heart bore the stress of what his body was enduring. And so, you know, what more do we need to understand the reality of the one whom we receive in Holy Communion is the heart he wants us to have exposed and honored in our homes. You know, and how many of us have gone before Jesus in the tabernacle in that moment of breaking? And we're just like, Lord, you are Lord, Jesus of Nazareth, you are Lord. And as we're leaving that moment of prayer and peace in front of our Lord Jesus in the tabernacle, we think, oh, I just wish I had a tabernacle in my home. I just wish I had the Blessed Sacrament in my home. I wish I had a chapel in my home. Well, that's possible. You bring his sacred heart into your home. It's the same reality. It's a visible representation of the reality before which we kneel in the church. You know, and we have this opportunity to increase our hours of devotion by adoring the Lord in the Eucharist, going to an adoration chapel. If our parish churches have a few hours or a day of adoration, to go and adore the Sacred Heart in the Eucharist, and then to realize I'm going back to my home. I'm going back to my house, my apartment, my condominium. I'm going back to my shared dormitory space. You know, I'm going back, I'm leaving one tabernacle, but I'm still going back to the heart. His heart is in my home. You know, Father, as you were... That is powerful, that Father. Is, as you were sharing, what came to mind is um, Joanne's parents, Joanne's grandparents. Every home had the sacred heart. Every Yeah, mm-hmm. every home had the heart. So common. And it was almost like when you walked in, you knew the spirit of that home. And you're right. We talked about this on the first session, how the homes have been stripped. Today. Yeah. And then we start to wonder, why is our family, why don't we have peace? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why have our children left the home? Why is it? And one of the questions that just came in, again, if you're out there, give us a call, 614-459-4820. Father, you can answer this. Uh, this person said all of her children are not in town. Sure. You know, are they covered under the enthronement? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, they are covered under the enthronement insofar as they are her children. Um, if they're, you know, younger than 18 or 19 years of age, and that's still their home, but perhaps they're living away because of school or the military, yeah, they're still part of that home. But if they have moved away and started their own homes and started their own families, 
they will obviously benefit from your prayers for them before the Lord. But there's also that opportunity, a necessary responsibility to encourage them to bring the Sacred Heart into their homes. You know, and that's something, that you know, sense. yeah, as parents, it's, you know what it's like. You want your children to grow up and you want them to live mm-hmm. life. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to let them go. But we have to encourage them to be mature adult missionaries of the Lord. And it's like, okay, you have moved away from the home. You're starting your own home. This is the perfect opportunity for you to bring Jesus into your home. Now, what about with which we do here is what about if one of the spouses is not really on board? Maybe, you know, they say we'll allow it, but they're really not part of, you know, their heart really desiring it. So like they're open to it, but not into it. Exactly. I'd say go for it. I say go for it. Make them present. You know, allow that spouse to dwell in the presence of Jesus, to bask in the glory of the Lord. And the Lord will do the hard work. You know, remember, we're in sales, not management here, you know? <laughs> so we, we make management present in the field office, which is our home. You know, we allow management to do all the dirty work. I, I don't, that's probably not a good way to run a business, but <laughs> nevertheless, you know what I'm getting at. So we have to make him present. And Father, I, I think you have shared before, and correct me if I'm mistaken, but say there's a, a spouse that says, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. This is not something I will have right sure. now. Now, I I thought I've heard you say, well, just get a holy card of the sacred. Bring sure. the image of our Lord into your home and pray to him for the grace that, you know, he will be allowed to sure. be formally enthroned. Well, I remember the po- those powerful words, Jesus of Nazareth, you are Lord. And if we live in a situation where someone with whom we're living, our spouse, maybe a parent, a child, um, you know, is really struggling or just not open at all to having the enthronement done because of the missionaries present, because of, you know, whatever reason. Well, then the next step is, well, can I at least have an image of the Sacred Heart hung in the home? And if there's not even an openness to having an image of the Sacred Heart publicly hung in the home, as in like you hang it yourself, then yeah, make sure that the Sacred Heart is close to you on your person. You know, have that mm-hmm. image in your own private space. Have that holy card in your mm-hmm. purse. Have an image of the Lord's sacred heart in your binder, you know, in your planner, mm-hmm. um, on your phone or on your tablet or whatever device you use for organization or emails, whatnot. You know, have some kind of uh, application there where you can tap into the sacred heart and review a meditation every day. It's really, you know, I've never met anybody where there was not at least one possibility for them to make the sacred heart present in their mm-hmm. life. You know, there might be some restrictions for some more than others, but the reality is the heart of Christ can always be made present and manifest to every single person. Sometimes we have to be creative with how we make them present, but you know, it's like, well, do you allow that person to prevent you from going to Holy Mass? No. Do you allow that person to prevent Mm. you from receiving Jesus in a state of grace? Mm. Well then, I mean, don't allow that person to prevent you from having an intimacy with the sacred heart outside of the Mass. But see it as an opportunity to bring that person to the heart of Jesus. You know, when we all started this years ago, the Holy Spirit really prompted us with that beautiful phrase, if you want a home in his heart, bring his heart into your home. And everyone's like, well, where did that come from? It's like, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of us made that up. That we came have straight to have the Lord. that printed up. That is so good, <laughs> so, Father. But and it's true. true. It's true. Yeah. You know, I think as we're talking about homes today, 
you know, that is where Jesus is needed more than ever. It's the battleground. It Mm -hmm. is the battleground. And I was thinking, you know, we've had the privilege of being involved in the men's conference, the women's conference, the goddess, you know, all these come crystal. Chuck, you and Joanne have been involved in everything. (laughs) But but the key is, and that's why someone said, why have you, why is it now you're just all over the sick? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the family. Yeah. If, if we lose the family, we lose society. And the pains that people are going through today in families mm-hmm. are because they, they, they need Jesus more than ever, but they don't know it. Right. And my challenge out there, if you've been to the men's conference, been to the women's conference, you're coming up to Alpha's conference coming up in August, or whatever conference you've been to, you know, one thing is you're leaving, but the question is, what are you bringing home with you? And my challenge is what you should be bringing home with you is say, family, we're going to enthrone our home to the Sacred Heart, or we're going to continue to honor the Sacred Heart in our home, because that's what's going to keep us together as a family. And even though the society and the culture may be cracking and crumbling, our family, our family has to survive. You know, it's like those powerful words from Scripture, as for me and my household, we are all in for the Lord. We will yeah. follow the Lord, you know, and uh, it's it, it starts in the home and in the home. It starts with your heart. You can't say, well, why isn't my family perfect? You know, I mean, they mm-hmm. should not be doing these things. But then it's like, well, I don't want to let go of my sin. <laughs> it's like, no, the Lord's like, no, I want your heart first and then the heart of the home. But we have to start with our hearts, you know. Well, and I think our Lord and I was thinking back in 1670, um, don't forget this devotion was through all the world wars and everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. And absolutely. how these families yeah. survived, they had Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, somehow uh, the darkness has gotten into homes where we've stripped homes. Yeah. And I know when you go out, Father, we go out, it's not a negative to these people, but there is no image. Nothing. There's, there's no shrine. No. Nothing. And how do we expect their children right. to have that relation, personal relationship with Jesus yeah. if they don't have them in the home? And I think sometimes as we look back on our lives, I know for Chuck and I, when we enthroned our home, which was back in the 80s, in looking back and comparing our family life then and, you know, our family life now and different struggles we've had along the way, we have received those promises. Those promises our Lord has made good and continues to make good, even through the challenges that we still have, you know, with family life, even though our children are grown and have their own family, it really never ends. It's part of the, um, it's part of the purification. Yeah. You know, also think, you know if you family. just think about your family, you know, so many of us get distracted with that idea of perfection, yeah. but we don't embrace the reality of holiness. You know, you, you have a beautiful family, Chuck and Joanne, you have children and grandchildren, a son who's a priest, you know, all we these do. beautiful things. And yet, you know, I'm sure you could testify. It's like the Lord has not made us perfect, but he has helped us become holy. And we're trying to become holier, you know, we're on the road. Exactly. And we, at least we know. And so many at least people we get know distracted. there is a road. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not perfect enough. The house mm-hmm. isn't clean enough. It's like, we're not about perfection. We're about holiness. 
The Lord wants us to be holy. He wants us to be one with him. And we allow the devil to so easily distract us with this idea of, well, if I can just do these four things, then I'll be perfect. Hun, mm-hmm. never going to happen. And then you I've, can be holy. I've shared before when uh, Father Joe Losh witnessed our enthronement, <laughs> and he opened up the front door and very strong, and he was a quiet man. Yes. Satan, leave this house. You know, you are not welcome here. It was like, I didn't know he was here to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Nor did your neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, how many times can we be kind of comfortable with, you know, even the enemy and how he has entrenched himself in our heavens? Yeah. And to say, leave this house. And all you have to do is open your front door, as Father said. The missionaries arrive with everything. And it takes an hour for the preparation phase. It takes an hour for the enthronement phase. But the graces and the blessings that you will receive, you know, it's one where once you do it, Father, I don't know of anybody, whether we've done 1,500 homes and schools and so forth, that has said, I wish I didn't do it. Right. I know. I mean, a lot of people have done it and responded back with feedback and shared witness accounts of how, you know, things were later like brought to light that they had no idea were there mm-hmm. or peace returned to a relationship where there had only been turmoil, you know, or all of a sudden there was that final act of entrustment for their children. They no longer were slaves to worry. They really were able to make, big make their children a gift to Jesus and say, Lord, they're in your care, you know, and what all of that means is we're accepting Jesus Christ as king, brother, and friend in the home. And like we go through in the process of enthronement, we make our houses, our apartments, our condominiums, whatever you want to call the space where you live, you make that another Bethany, another Nazareth, another Cana. Mm-hmm. You know, you make it a place where mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus dwells. And in this world where, you know, we I'm a list person. I have my list of everything I got to do. And it's running from one mm-hmm. errand to the next, one errand to the next, one to the next. But when you live by the heart of Christ, it's just going from one heart to the next heart, Mm. one heart to the next heart. And it transforms the way you live. Well, and even schools. We were at Watterson for Grandparents Day, and there's there's a new spirit in that school. And Chuck and I both sensed it. Plus, the image on the screen was the Sacred Heart during Mass and statues and just the, but more than that. There's a presence there. Yeah. there. There's a new spirit there. And they worked really hard to make sure that the enthronement of the Sacred Heart was the focal point of their life. Yeah. And perhaps that's what you experienced, the fruit of that labor we that the school went did. through. You know, and they've really made him the center of their school community. And if you have students mm-hmm. at Watterson, and you can just uh, certainly uh, communicate with uh, Deacon Campbell there, the principal. And thank him. And thank him for that. But also say, if the school has been enthroned, our homes also need to be enthroned. Because then so. you have, have the connection. If my, if my business has been enthroned, my home needs to be enthroned. Yeah. It's really putting Jesus at the center. And of- likewise, if your home's been enthroned and you have a business, like mm-hmm. I said, it's going from one heart to the next heart. And if you're listening, mm-hmm. you're thinking, wow, they're really complimentary of these students at Watterson, but yeah. my child goes there. <laughs> you know, what's going on with my mm-hmm. child? It's like, well, maybe this is the Lord saying, I need to be in your home. I need to be in your life. I need to be in your child's heart. You know, and how, how do we do that? 
we bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus into our lives. And I was thinking of uh, the beauty of these magnets that uh, St. Gabriel Radio has. And again, oh, this is coming, everywhere. coming live from St. Gabriel Radio, 614-459-4820. They are everywhere, as Joanne mentioned. But also now, when you see the image of the Sacred Heart in a business, you see it at the home, you see it at the school, that is now multiplying. And it's almost like that's what the Lord wants. He wants his heart to multiply into every facility, every home, but more importantly, into every family life so that the family life can come back and be united as a family and not divided. Right. And, you know, one of the greatest uh, fruits of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is a renewed desire for Jesus in the Eucharist. You know, to a renewed desire mm-hmm. for uh, spending time with him in the Mass, a renewed desire for spending time with him in a holy hour, you know, where he's in, exposed for our adoration and a monstrance. And we are so incredibly blessed to have so many adoration chapels and to have so many parishes where the priests offer a holy Mass and to have the opportunity for confession. You know, I just got back from a preaching tour uh, on the West Coast. And people are coming and they're thinking, you know, Father, well, where can I go to do this? And how do I draw closer to the Jesus? And it's like, well, go to an adoration chapel. Well, what's that? Hmm. You know, my heart broke. Where, it's like, where what were do you, you mean? Father? I was in Southern California. Well, okay. You know, All right. That's millions and millions and millions and millions of people. You know, and it's like, I mean, the church out there is so huge and incredibly large. It's just immense. Well, once upon a time, that was true in Columbus. Sure. So we have witnessed over the 40-some years transformation. Right. So it gives you hope that it can happen. You know, it is happening. Yeah. And if we want the church to be strong, and if we want the church to be vital, we have to start with ourselves. Yes. We have to go and take a knee before Jesus. You know, kneel before the Lord and acknowledge that he is Lord. Those powerful words, Mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord. You know, I come before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament sometimes, especially when I'm just in a really, really dark place. And it's like, you know, Jesus, you are Jesus of Nazareth. You know, the blind, they could see after they met you. The deaf, they could hear after they met you. The lame, they could walk after they met you. I, spiritually speaking, at moments, am very blind, very Mm -hmm. deaf, very lame. Give me the graces to be able to see and to hear and to walk so that I may glorify you. And without you, I I truly have no purpose, you know? And that's exactly the prayer that you can pray in your own home in front of the image of the Sacred Heart when you can't be in the church in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You you have brought the heart to your home so you can go to the Lord in even a new way. I was like, what's the very first thing you see as you're getting out of bed? Is it some picture of like a boat? I see a giant crucifix. So, I mean, is the very first thing <laughs> yes. we see an image of the Lord? Yes. Is that how we begin our day? Or do we begin our day by looking at some mountain that's put on a picture? You know, it's like, let's look at the mm-hmm. Lord. He is Lord. Well, Father, maybe share a little bit of your uh, retreat out in California. Who was attending and what was the subject matter? Well, <laughs> oddly enough, I was at Sacred Heart Retreat House, <laughs> which is a beautiful retreat apostolate in Alhambra, California, run by the Carmelite Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart of Los Angeles. And uh, the retreat was for married couples. And it was a three-day retreat for married couples all about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And the focus was on peace, how to bring peace into their mm. lives. And, of course, I used it as an acronym, PEACE, which uh, includes prayer, enthronement, adoration, confession, and finally, enjoyment. Ah, oh, And we went perfect. through all of those things, you know, and they were all beautiful couples. 
some of them were happily married for many, many years. Some of them were just beginning their married life. They'd been married within the past couple of months. And there were couples there who were struggling to maintain their marriage. And they were really seriously considering separating. But the Lord brought them there. And mm-hmm. it was so incredibly fruitful and beautiful to be there with them. And to think of uh, how much good Jesus was accomplishing for them with um, you know, this broken tool that he was using in his Father, hand called me. Father, would you me. consider doing that in our diocese? <laughs> this is an ambush. <laughs> of course Remember, I have to say yes, being, we're live on this air. This is being recorded too, Father. Being recorded. That was a ploy. <laughs> well, let me pray about it. I'm jealous. I want to go. But it was beautiful. The Lord is doing beautiful things everywhere, which is very encouraging. Well, again, we want to extend that invitation on June the 8th, next Friday, uh, the Solemnity uh, of the Sacred Heart, Feast of the Sacred Heart at Holy Family, Rosary at 6.30, the Mass with the Mass Celebrant, Father Stas Daly at 7, and then we'll finish with the Litany of the Sacred Heart. Everyone is invited, whether you're just parishioners from Holy Family from other parishes, whether you've done an enthronement, you're waiting for an enthronement. Uh, it's a great time to celebrate. And, you know, this is going to rekindle. You're going to bring it home to your families. This is not just you're going to be going to the feast. Because why? Because our Lord wanted this day set aside. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you who are really, really tech savvy, we encourage you to visit the website, Sacred Heart Columbus, uh, you know, and to visit St. Gabriel Catholic Radio's website. And to visit enthronements.com website. And if you're really out there and socially focused on, you know, media and technology, you know, look for the Sacred Heart on Facebook. Look for it on Instagram and Twitter, you know, and just uh, because you know what those visits mean. It's not just for you. You know, those visits are spreading it to others. And support St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We are so grateful for this opportunity to be a part of this program, to be able to share about the Sacred Heart and think about, you know, what St. Gabriel Catholic Radio has meant to Columbus. And it really depends on you and your support. Very and true. as an, uh, a witness is when they were struggling even to think about having this station, it was enthroned to the Sacred Heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Father Sizemore. Made all the difference. Yeah. And I think if you're struggling out there as a family, as a business, organization, Best way to handle it right now is to go ahead and throne. Very good. You know, for those of you who are listening with this uh, this program, Sacred Heart Hour, on the first Friday of the month of June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart, we just wish to remind all of you that we are here because the Lord wants us to be here to work with you and to bring Him mm-hmm. into your lives and to, and to help you to draw closer to Him. And, uh, you know, just to return that phrase, we are all in sales, not management. And we're here to bring you closer to the Lord Jesus, he who does desire to dwell in our homes and to remain in our hearts as our king, brother, and friend. As we wrap up this hour with one another, completely focused on Jesus in the Eucharist, Jesus in the heart, his sacred heart, which wants to be in our homes, we invite you to join us as we close with our uh, renewal enthronement prayer. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at your feet. We renew the consecration of our families, of ourselves to your divine heart. Be thou our king forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. And may thy spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know you better, to love you more, and to serve you without faltering. Amen. Amen. Amen.